We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday. It is January 14th. It is 2020. We have six basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Jordan Cooper, Blenderhead. How are you doing, my friend? Good. Happy Jaleel Okafor Day with his, uh, what, 19X or whatever. And it's, uh, it's SGA put up like some type of like 2020-20 line or Something like that. If you didn't have those two guys in your lineup, you just close your laptop, you're done. Well, my original lineup had um, SGA, Paul, and Adams. And Adams and SGA might have covered for Chris Paul's dud, but Chris Paul was one of the reasons that did me in for today. So I'm, I'm definitely ready to move on and, and talk about this slate for Tuesday. Um, we have two totals today. Like, we only had one yesterday. Oh, we're, we're moving oh, what up. What a treat. What a treat. <laughs> it is a treat indeed. So, a um, lot of injury news that we're going to be following throughout the day. Um, so, you know, as always, make sure, you know, you're starting You're starting here and, you know, getting, getting what you, um, you know, an overlook outlook of the slate in general. And then, you know, you can pick up, our new show here at Rotor Grinders, the DFS pregame. Jordan is actually hosting that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday uh, for the rest of the month. So, um, hosting and producing, doing impressive. No, like, no, uh, not anymore, not anymore. My power went out right at the end of the show. <laughs> my pa- my completely for like three hours or whatever. So uh, a power apparently that uh, I don't have to produce those shows, which is maybe I did it on purpose. But it's yeah, Monday. Maybe you did. It's Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday for me. And okay. it, but it's five days a week, so like Tuttle will be on, Britt will be on, Kyle will be on. It's not just me, but uh, 11 a.m. Eastern, and it's less of a pick show. It's more of a GPP strategy show, uh, not really cash games. We go over, we, we review the previous day's slate, seeing what some of the top MME type of players did in high stakes, low stakes, a little bit around everywhere, and then we try to apply those strategies to the current day's slate with the information that we have. And it's a free show. So, I mean, I do feature some premium stuff on it. So, uh, especially in NBA where things change within the course of, you know, four or five hours. 
That's why it's important to have premium so you can get the updated projections and the grind down and means these core plays and crunch time and everything so that you could now take those strategies and then go, okay, now what is the situation and how do I build lineups that have good first place equity for those GPPs? For sure. So yeah, if you missed it on Monday, like, like Blender said, um, it'd be happening each and every day. There'll be a different host um, each and every day. So a uh, little bit more informative, like you said, um, you know, something that I love to do, we've talked about it before. I love, and that's something that I, you know, got better at DFS doing before it was cool to do uh, before results DB made it a lot easier is like go back and break down winning lineups. And I've done this for years. Um, so you know, definitely check it out, you know, 11 a.m. Eastern uh, each and every day. Um, if you miss it, you can go back and watch it on YouTube. You can watch it on the video um, section here on Roto-Grinders as well. So uh, let's jump into this slate. Let's get it, you know, started here as like we always do. It's a first look podcast. i um, going to just kind of overlook everything like we usually do. One thing that I will note, uh, lock is 730 today, not 7. Um, so that we get an extra 30 minutes Hooray, uh, 30 hooray. minutes of late news affecting everything. That's right. So just means that you're <laughs> tilting 7:32 and not 7:02. Okay. That's right. Um, so uh, Utah at Brooklyn is where we get started. No total in this game, which didn't make a ton of sense. Um, um, Mike Conley's out. Garrett Temple's out. Everybody else is good to go. Uh, Kyrie came back over the weekend. Um, Donovan Mitchell like is probable um, after missing the last game. Like. He is the reason I I would guess there's not a total out right now. Um, starting with Utah, is there anything standing out to you for Utah? I mean, I think everyone's priced fairly efficiently. So, like, I mean, I guess you could play one of these guys for a ceiling. I mean, Moody has actually been getting minutes, but he's one of those scary type of players that, like, if he doesn't get the usage, like, he's a heavily usage-oriented guy. So if he doesn't get it, like, he could – I mean, he, he, his floor could be five for 4,700 on draftings. I think uh, the jazz prices on FanDuel are much more palatable, but uh, I mean, to me overall for this game, it's not that appealing on DraftKings. but most likely it'll be lower owned. So if you want to go for a Gobert or a Mitchell or Bogdanovich or someone like that, and just hope they go, you know, seven X, feel free to do it. So it's kind of interesting about Moody. I was actually looking into this before we got started is like his last two games, his usage is only 16 and 17%. The game before, Against the Knicks, it was like 31%. Um, so the usage is actually not as high as I had thought. Like, I was with you. I was like, oh, his usage has to be 20 25% here. Um, but it's actually not that high. Like, he's just – his shot attempts are up, and he's shooting the ball really efficiently right now. So 60 40 67% in the last three games. So I, 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 I struggle with it. Um, like, the thing that I'm going to be watching here is Rudy Gobert's ownership. Like – I know he's expensive, and it's it's very rare for him to have ceiling games, but the matchup against Brooklyn's fantastic. He put up 48 fantasy points earlier this season against this team on only 10 shot attempts. So, And, and he's been very, very good here recently. So if he's a guy that's under-owned, um, you know, center is a position that's kind of all over the place today. You know, we have Collins, we have Aiton, we have Capella, Randall, um, you know, Valanchunas, those guys, but, like, if Rudy Gobert is going to be a guy that flies on the radar on a six-game slate, he's a guy that can put up 50 fantasy points. So I'm going to be watching Rudy Gobert's ownership throughout the day because I do think a matchup with Brooklyn has is a ceiling spot for um, you know Rudy Gobert. 
Uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn's a team that I'm, I'm probably not going to be playing a lot of until some of these prices kind of even out with Kyrie coming back. You know, he only played 20 minutes in his return, but with him back, with Dinwiddie there, you know, Levert's back. Like, it's just I don't see anybody here that's, like, underpriced to me. I think you in GPP, you could go for the centers. I think uh, people are going to avoid Gobert, but most people don't realize the past two years – like Gobert's defensive efficiency is essentially league average. Like he's it's it's not it's not as great as it was in the past. And uh and being that the Nets will have to play big, I mean they they can't I mean it's it's not like they play small anyway. I can see DeAndre Jordan at forty four hundred. Allen gets into foul trouble. Jordan plays thirty minutes and at forty four hundred, he could easily double double at that price. And even if you wanted to play Allen at fifty seven hundred, I mean once you're under six K and you're like a big guy. A double-double makes value for you. So I could see either of these guys going for a double-double. But, like, everyone else on the team, like, I guess you could take a shot on Prince. I guess you could hope Levert has high <laughs> usage in his 23, 24 minutes that he's going to play. Uh, I mean, you could bank on the fact that Kyrie is going to play 36 minutes, but I don't think that's going to happen. So, like, this game as a whole, especially on DraftKings, it's much more of a stay away, but I get the prices are much better on FanDuel. I mean, in, across the board, the pricing is much better on FanDuel, softer. So I could see more of a case of playing this game there. But DraftKings, like I, I can't see anyone in this game being like over ten percent owned. Yeah, and like I, I don't think they push Kyrie. Like they were talking about like season-ending surgery for him like a week ago, and like he had a cortisone shot and it responded really well. Um, is what I was reading earlier today. So like. For me, like, I'm not I, – I don't think he plays 30 minutes for a while here. Um, and I could be wrong. And, and, like, they might run him out there and, like, if he gets re-injured, just, you know, have, you know, surgery and the, the season for him. But I don't know. I don't, I don't think they're going to be pushing him. Like, there's a future with Brooklyn. You know, Kevin Durant gets healthy. Kyrie gets healthy. There's a future with this team. So, um, moving on, Phoenix at Atlanta, 224.5 total here. Uh, Phoenix favored by three in this game. Rubio is questionable. Kaminsky's out. And on the Atlanta side, Hunter is questionable. Trey Young is questionable. Alex Len is doubtful. And Jabari Parker is still out. Let's start here with Phoenix. Uh, this game gives us two of our better center plays, um, just overall raw points-wise on the slate. What do you think here on the Suns? Uh FanDuel pricing is much better. I like Rubio on FanDuel. He's, I think, 6,900 at, at the point guard spot. I mean, I don't mind him if he plays at 7,100. I mean, on DraftKings, because the, the Hawks are a great matchup. So, like, I could play Booker. I could play Rubio. Uh, I've, I've, uh, Oubre, I think, is much better on FanDuel, where you have to play two small forwards anyway. Less so, 7,900 on DraftKings. And then Aiton, even though he doesn't start, I think people don't realize that you know, he's coming into the game and they're kind of running the offense through him when he's playing with, like, overlapping with the second unit and then closing out the half. So he gets to avoid a lot of Booker as it is. So you see some of these, I mean, it, it, it's kind of like we see with, like, Cantor with the Celtics. Like, a build guy that just comes in and just dominates for, like, five minutes straight. So, like, I'm, I'm not – I'm never worried about him not starting. He's going to get 32-plus minutes anyway. And I love the matchup against the Hawks. I think more of this game, with GPP, the Suns as plays matter more so on whether or not Trey Young is is healthy. Because then it's 
depending on whether or not I want to play Hawks. Because this seems like the type of game stacky type game, the two plus one, three plus one, three plus two type of game that could go over compared to a lot of the other games of the slate and their pricing. So, like, I'm much more interested. If I could get some cheap Hawks with one or two of these Suns, I'm much more interested. Yeah, and if for if for some reason Rubio does sit, Okubo, um started last time. Uh, Rubio was out and played thirty minutes, so he would be your chalk value play on this slate if we get news um, that Rubio is not going to play at thirty two hundred. Because like even on the other side, like Goodwin would be very popular too. Don't get me wrong, but his price increased to four K. I think that you know if both of those guys end up sitting, I think Okubo, um would be the higher owned value play on the slate. And I, I'm not saying to fade him by any means. I would definitely play him. It's against Atlanta. Um, but yeah, I like Aiton. Like you said, like his usage is going. He's going to get shots. It's just the price. Like the price for me is the biggest thing on Aiton. So um, Atlanta, the Atlanta side of things here, like obviously it's going to depend on Trey Young um, dealing with a hamstring injury. If he doesn't play and Hunter sits, you know, I, I think there's pieces here, but like this team just got blown out by Brooklyn without Trey Young. Um, you know, you definitely have to consider. Um, that that um, good old B word, that blowout word. Yeah, but the prices aren't that bad. I mean, I mean, I don't. I'm not a big fan of reddish now at 5200. Herder didn't really move up that much. Collins didn't move up at all. So, like, I still have no problem playing these guys if Trey Young is out. Uh, the more interesting thing, what do you think with the Suns that play? You know, Baines, Aiton, Sarich, some big guys with Alex Len questionable. Like, are they going to play Collins at the five? Or are they going to, like, start a guy like Damian Jones and kind of well, Lynn, play a little bit bigger? Lynn is doubtful. Like, he's not even going to Oh, he's doubtful. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if, right. if if Lynn doesn't play, like, do you think Damian Jones, because Fernando's out, like, they don't have really any of the big guy. Like, Vince Carter's not going to play uh, big. He's not going to be matched up against Aiton or anything like that. So do you think it's the type of game where they start Damian Jones against Baines and use Collins more against Aiton overlap or vice versa. I just, I just see a path that Damian Jones is 3,000. They're playing a team that, that tends to play bigger front court. Maybe he plays 24 minutes, and I'll take that at 3,000 as, as a flyer, at least in GPP, if anything. Yeah, so like Damian Jones finished the game the other night. It was a blowout, um, but he, he, can't, he checked in for Alex Lynn in that blowout against Brooklyn the other night. Um, so – I would expect it to be him. Um, I would expect him to maybe play 20 minutes in this game. You could get 25. there in 20 minutes for three. Th- look, Listen, look, he's Jaleel Okafor. Jaleel Okafor just all of a sudden could put up 57 points. You never know. Maybe it's Damian Jones' day tomorrow. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you because, um, if like you said, Fernando's out. They don't really have another big guy um, outside of Collins, and like even if Collins plays. And, like, they're not even pushing his minutes typically. Like, he's a guy that usually plays 28 to 33 minutes. So, like, there's a road. There's a road for Jones to play 25 minutes in this game. I think he's going to be my GPP weird play type of, type of thing. Like, he, unless he pops in – unless he starts and pops in projections and ends up being chalked for no apparent reason and gets 14 points because that usually ends up uh, – when I plugged in Julio Okafor into my lineup today, I fully expected him to get two fouls in three minutes and then end up with 12 points. 
but it turned out that Drummond was scared to play against him, and he never came back in the game. So maybe that happens with Jones. I'm trying to, I'm trying to see. Maybe this happens two days in a row where a three K center goes for like twenty X. It is a center position. Like it's one of the easier positions to get to the twenty X, right? <laughs> sure, and I, like I don't really like on DraftKings that many center plays in and of themselves. I mean, they're 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 okay plays. Fanduel, I would never do. I mean, Fanduel, you. you the pricing's better. You only get one center spot. You're playing, you know, you're playing like a Capella or a Harrell or something over there. So I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't screw around with it on over there. On um, all right, we're moving on here. We got the Knicks at the Bucks. No total in this game. Uh, Marcus Morris and DSJ are out for the Knicks. And then big news here. Um, Robin Lopez is sitting in this game for rest purposes. Um, rest what does he have to rest for <laughs> I, I i'm telling you i laughed when i saw that i was like oh like i originally like read it and i thought it said brooke lopez and i was like oh maybe they'll play Olasova um in this game and we could play Olasova at 3600 but no i <laughs> is the 12 it. minutes he's playing like so like oh i need to take a day off yeah like he is 14 15 minutes a night man you never know like <laughs> <laughs> of all of all games to take a rest too, the Knicks like this is a game that you rest like Giannis or somebody. Um, all right, all joking aside, let's start here with the Knicks. Is there anything that's kind of standing out to you on this one? Uh, I mean, if I mean we got some Q tags. Uh, I mean, what what are we doing with like Bullock and Mitch Robinson? Like they have Q tags, but I'm 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 assuming they're gonna play, right? Uh, so I'd only list questionable and out and none of those guys are questionable or out. So if they okay, have a so tag, probably... just likes putting on these red things for no apparent reason. Well, they, they're, a lot of them are questionable, but they're probable on the actual injury report that came out at eight thirty. So. Okay. That seems stupid, but maybe, maybe it's for the better. <laughs> I don't want to play Reggie Bullock. Maybe that's why I'd rather have the Q tag there. So I don't accidentally <laughs> click his name. Right. I'd be more inclined to like take a shot on Mitchell Robinson if I knew he was a hundred percent, but I don't think he's a hundred percent. Right. I, I see this game. Is, I don't, you know, I don't predict blowouts just that I don't see the Knicks as like cheap. Like they're efficiently priced. I'm more inclined to play the Knicks if I play Bucks guys in the lineup. So if I'm playing Giannis, yeah, I can see playing Peyton. I can see playing Randall. I can see playing some of these guys, but outside of that, I don't, I don't see playing Knicks one-offs. And, like, the, it's the Knicks that put up 120 points in this game. So, really, like, unless I'm pairing them with the Bucks, I don't really see anyone in here unless unless you're playing, like, the blowout. I'm going to play Damian Dotson today for no apparent reason. Sure, I guess you can. But but mostly, I, I, I think if, if I'm not playing Giannis or, like, Bledsoe or something in this game, I'm probably avoiding it. Yeah, I don't love this game either. And, like, you know, you look back, these two teams have already played once this season, 123 to 102. Average lead in that game was like 17 points according to court IQ. So this is one of, you know, using game flow, you know, for games that happened a couple of weeks ago and going back and looking at it and just kind of seeing where the minutes were like, you know, they, they ran out RJ Barrett a lot in that game. Julius Randall, they still ran him out a lot in that game. Like Elf Payton played 28 minutes, even in a game that wasn't close. So like all those are interesting. Like Marcus Morris played 25 minutes in that game. Those minutes are going somewhere. Like, you know, even in a blowout, I just don't see anybody outside of maybe like Kevin Knox that gets like a huge increase um, in playing time. And, it, and, and by huge, I mean like going from, 
18 to 20 minutes to like 25 to 27 and he's 3,600. I'll take a shot on, you know, Damian Jones, the 3k punt center before I take a shot on Kevin Knox here. No, yeah, definitely. And on, on, on the buck side, like Giannis is 12, two Bledsoe. I mean, he's putting up 40 point games playing like 26 minutes. I don't know how sustainable that is. I mean, I'm seeing that what, he shot like 60% the past two days. Uh, I mean, I guess you can play him, but I'm, it, it's, it's always like, he's a good FPPM guy, but you know, that if he doesn't make it in the first shift, he becomes out the four minute mark in the first quarter. And he only has like five and a half points. Uh, it's, he's probably not going to make it. So like, I guess I could play Bledsoe. I guess I could play Middleton. I guess like Giannis, like if Giannis, Giannis could put up 50 points in 24 minutes, but if he's not going to play full minutes, I mean, we got Harden without Westbrook on the slate at 13 right. day. Uh, I think I'm much more likely to play Harden than play Giannis. Instead. All of us are like, <laughs> so. And there's no that. lineup. If you could make a Giannis Harden lineup on DraftKings this late, you could do it on FanDuel because FanDuel, they, the salary team that makes those prices just like <laughs> they, they fall asleep. So they don't move prices and it's, it's ridiculous. But, uh, if, if I, I I can't see who you you're gonna have to play like three three K guys to get like Giannis and Harden into your lineup, so it's you're gonna have to choose between one of them. And I lean Harden like 98 out of 100 times. So the only other guy that I want to mention here, um, you know, because he might actually pick up a few extra minutes because Robin Lopez is sitting. Like Brooke Lopez, hey, let's no, I'm just. All joking aside, like, he had seven blocks in the first matchup against this team. Like, there is a little upside here for Brooke Lopez. He scored 26 fantasy points in the first quarter the first time these two teams met. So, um, and ended up with, like, 38 or 39 fantasy points on the whole day. So, uh, just all joking aside, I think center is pretty weak today, just in general, um, if you're not paying up for, like, Rudy Gobert. I, I do think there's a, an avenue to play Rudy Gobert and James Harden, but, you know, we're going to talk about James Harden in the next game, and we have Luka that we haven't talked about. So, I don't know how much I pay up for Rudy Gobert. That's what I was saying. Like, it's really going to depend on, like, his ownership. So, I think that a guy like Brooke Lopez has the upside in a matchup like this, but – it's the Knicks. It's the Bucks. Don't go too crazy with this one. Go crazy with this next one. We got Houston at Memphis, 238 total. Houston favored by five. Nene is out. Westbrook is out. P.J. Tucker is questionable. P.J. Tucker being questionable actually matters more than people will think. We'll talk about that in just a second. Kyle Anderson's questionable. Clark is questionable. And Crowder is questionable on the other side of this game. So the game that has the highest total by far, 238 here, is a game that has a ton of question marks and we still have a total. Um, let's start here at Houston. James Harden is 13 K probably not enough. I mean, I, I, I think, uh, I mean, what the five X is 65 points for crying out loud. I mean, I, I think he's expensive enough on FanDuel. Just play him. He's 11 seven. Just don't, don't even overthink this. I mean, if you're playing cash games on, I think if you play cash games on both sites, you start with Harden and then you build your lineup uh, because he's the highest raw points play on the slate by like easily by far in this situation without Westbrook uh, and playing against Memphis who are a good matchup pace up, no defense. I mean, limited defense, I guess. Uh, but I could definitely see in GPP, 
where Harden, the fact that I'm going to say this, the Harden only gets 68 points and becomes not necessary because you could build like a middle build. Because the problem is that you, you, you're going to jam in Harden. You're going to be playing like 4K guys that you may not want to play. And especially if like Trey Young's in also, which eliminates some of that Hawks value. You're going to be getting very sketchy guys at the, the high 3K and the 4K that could easily have like points of like 8, 10, you know, at the, the low end. So I could definitely see a GPP strategy that fades Harden. But if I fade Harden, it's not like I think the Rockets only score 88 points this game. I'm going to look at guys like Gordon and Rivers and House and McLemore. And I don't know what's going to happen. If I, I mean, I would want to play Tucker if he plays at 3,700, because if I'm going to get sketchy value, I might as well get it from the highest total game and hope PJ Tucker shoots enough corner threes for him to make value. But like, that's especially true. If I fade Harden, I can't see fade and Harden and then just saying, I'm not taking any rockets because I don't think they're going to score any points. I think the second best play on this game, I, I, if I could get a Capella in cash, if I could get Harden and Capella, because remember Capella gets more rebounds now without Westbrook there. Right, because Westbrook comes in and starts stealing them. So I, I have no problem with Capella whatsoever. And then the subsidiary guys are just more of the fact of like who's going to shoot hot. I wouldn't play more than one in the same lineup. I wouldn't play more than one of Har- of Gordon Rivers, House, any of those three point shooters. Just hope one gets hot and stays in the game and gives you thirty five points. Yeah, I think Tucker plays. So I think he's very much in player at thirty seven hundred. So. Um, he put up 37 fantasy points the last game Westbrook missed, and that was against Atlanta. This is a great matchup. This game is going to be up and down. It's two of the fastest-paced teams. Houston's second, Memphis is third. Like, this is going to be a very extremely fast-paced game. So, in that aspect of things, like, I love this game all around. Everybody's going to love this game. Um, play Harden he only puts up 68 <laughs> yeah but it's possible there, there's a situation no, I, where where some of these mid-range guys put up 50s and like the combination of that like you don't need hardens only six the fact that i'm saying only 68 or 70 may not even cut it to 13k and he put up he put up 73.5 the first meeting and that westbrook didn't play in that game he took 28 shots in that game so he took um 34 shots against atlanta the other night with westbrook out so the usage is going to be insane. We know what James Harden does when, you know, these guys sit. So, on the Memphis side of things, like, we like Houston. We like this game. Memphis is much tougher to figure out and, you know, decide on what you want to do. Um, I read your t- tweet over the weekend about Valanchunas. Um, I thought that was hilarious. He went out and put a monster game. Um, love what you Loved your take on it on the DFS pregame um, show earlier today. If we knew, like you said, if we knew when Valanchunas was going to play the minutes, we would be rich. Um, What's your thoughts here on Memphis? Do you think on a very fast-paced game that Valanchunas could keep up with it? Like, do you think – Right. Like, he's 7,300. He can dominate, but I think it's more – I think this seems like the type of game where they play Triple J at the five. They play more Brandon Clark. They more play more Solomon Hill. They play Clark more. plays. Right. Well, well, Valanciunas will still get 24 minutes. I mean, it's not like Valanciunas yeah. won't play. Just that when he's 7,300 on DraftKings, I need, I mean, I need him to play 30-plus minutes in order for him to hit a ceiling at that point. So I'm looking more – if they're going to try to trade 
three-point shots. Remember, Rockets are just going to just shooting threes. I'm looking at guys like Brooks, Crowder if he plays. I'm looking at Triple J. I'm looking at guys that could get to do that more. Morant, I, I, I think it's a perfect game for him. Just a matter of will they play him, how many minutes is he going to play? Because then Melton comes in and Tyus Jones comes in. And then he's sitting there. And he, he did well, but he only played 28 minutes, 29 minutes. He gave you, you know, 38 points for 7,600, and that's just not going to cut it. So, like, the thing that I, I'm looking at the pieces, if everyone stays – if every, if all these questionable guys are, are playing, I, I'm going to – I think that the Memphis ownership is going to be much lower than it should be, being that everyone wants to play Rockets guys. And if I'm going to play Harden, like, if Harden goes off for 80 80- – plus points and plays the whole game. You got to think, what are these Grizzlies guys got to do? Well, Dylan Brooks may uh, shoot, you know, 13 for 16 or something. You know, someone does something. So, like, I'm expecting the ownership in the Grizzlies to be spread out enough and fairly low for GPP sake. So, I don't know which one to choose, but uh, I may sprinkle, you know, if I'm, I'm building 60 lineups tomorrow, every hardened lineup probably has one Grizzlies player minimum. In them. Yeah, I'm trying to use um, court IQ here to see if Valanciunas was in foul trouble for the first game. It doesn't look like it. Um, what, did he not they, get run? Like, so he only had three fouls in that game. Um, they finished with the, fi- the final five they finished with. And this was a close game. Like, it was a five-point game. Um, they finished with Brooks, Crowder, Anderson, Morant, and Bruno. Um, okay, so that's small enough. Kabokolo at the at the five, essentially. That's yeah, that's who they finished with at the five in that game. But Kabokolo, he hasn't played hardly any here recently. So, well, was was Triple J out that game or something? He was. Okay, so that's so it would that would that, end up being Triple J, right? Right. Yep. That's what I was thinking. That's why I was just like, but here's the thing: like, what could throw all this off is if. Clark Anderson and Crowder all set like this this game would be so uber chalky. Well, yeah, because then you could play all that you could play all these guys. You could play Clark, you could play uh Kyle Anderson if he's in, Solomon Hill. I mean that, I mean the rotation for the Grizzlies is always a pain in the ass because they play like eleven guys and they all play seemingly thirty minutes only. And you take three guys out of the rotation and then that kind of makes everyone play more minutes and you kind of know where it's gonna go. I don't. I almost hope personally that all these guys just—they're all in. I, I don't want to see everybody any play. <laughs> Everyone play. <laughs> I'd rather it be ambiguous and people have to guess, and then I'll take my shots. Then, like, I don't want to play chalky Solomon Hill and Cash or anything. Like, I, I you don't want to play chalk be... Grayson Allen. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I barely. Hey, I don't want to play chalk Damian Jones either. So, so I'd rather these guys all be healthy. Uh, and play – like, to me, the best play – the two best players on the slate uh, is is Jack, is Triple J, Brooks, or Crowd. I mean, the, the three on the on the Grizzlies. The problem with Morant is that, like, he's expensive enough that you're already filling a guard spot with a 13K Harden. It's going to be very hard for you to fit Morant also in that and then still get good one-offs from other games. Yeah, I'm with you on Morant. Like, I, I'm, I'm perfectly fine if you want to roll Morant out there. Like, he has, like – you know, three straight games now and, you know, five of the last six games he's he's played at least 30 minutes, which is what we want to see from Morant. Like, he's a guy that was getting, like, 27 minutes randomly every once in a while. But 
his minutes have been a little bit more consistent. So, like, if you want to roll out Morant, if you're stacking this game and if you're playing 60 lineups like Jordan or 150 lineups, like, and you're going to run out 20 to 30 game stacks of this game, like, you definitely want to get some Morant in there. So, but my favorite play from Memphis is Triple J. Like, if he can stay out of foul trouble in this game, he could absolutely crush in this fast-paced game, uh, pick up some steals, pick up some blocks, like, him, him and, like, Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks is going to chuck in this game. You know, it's, it's going to be one of those double-digit Dylan Brooks three-point attempt games. He went zero for seven the first time these two teams met and still put up 34 fantasy points. So, Dylan Brooks is another guy you got to be queuing in on here. So, um, moving on, we got Cleveland at L.A. taking on the Clippers. It's a back-to-back for Cleveland. We don't have an injury report on them. Um, this game's actually going on as we're recording right now. Paul George is out on the Clippers' side of things. You know, it's tough. It's always tough on teams that are on a back-to-back that are playing currently as we're recording. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if, like, somebody sits here for Cleveland, too, like Kevin Love or somebody on in a back-to-back. Yeah, and if Kevin Love sits, then it makes the Cavs palatable to play because, like, I don't really – against the Clippers? I mean, I don't – is there a spread in this game? I'm assuming it's double digits, right? It's not – I looked before we started, and there wasn't one out yet. Yeah, because the Cavs are playing already, so you don't need you don't even. I I I have they're on the road against the Clippers, even with George out. I mean, it's still the Clippers. So, do I want to play Sexton at fifty eight? Do I want to play Thompson at sixty nine hundred? Do I want to play? I want to play the Cavs if Love sits, if Thompson sits, if someone sits. But like these guys, unless I'm playing Clippers on the other side. I'm a, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't want to play. I never want to play Cavs. I don't feel good having Seti Osmond in my lineup. I really don't. But if I need to, this is the type of slate that if you're going to try to play Harden and you're going to need to find some of these 4K guys, Osmond may be your guy. So good luck with that. If Kevin Love sits, Osmond benefits tremendously in all aspects. So, like, if Love played 20 first half minutes, that game's at halftime right now. So, Kevin Love played 20 first half minutes. Um, against the Lakers here on Monday night so far. And LeBron James is busting. And um, But so there is a line. Clippers are 14.5-point favorites in this game. So, exactly. Look at that. Um, Milwaukee's 16.5, by the way, against the Knicks. So, uh, <laughs> look. Um, so yeah, like, for me, I, I don't even like looking at the Clippers side of things, especially on DraftKings, like, I don't mind playing Lou. I don't mind playing Harold, but their prices, like if this game blows out and they don't get any run in the fourth quarter, which they do sometimes even in games that blow out, but with Paul George banged up right now, I don't, I just don't see Doc like run, like running these guys out there in a blowout if it is a blowout. Right. I think on DraftKings, I think they're all efficiently priced. I think you can play Kawhi at 10K, Lou Will 7,500, Harold 7,000, Beverly 5,300. FanDuel, on the other hand, like, I think, truthfully, I think you could play in cash. I think you could play, like, four of them. I think they're they're significantly underpriced. Lou Will is, like, 6,300 on FanDuel. Harold, you have to fill a, a, a center spot, and he's 66. He's cheaper on FanDuel. Kawhi is 9,800 as a power forward on FanDuel, and he's 10K on DraftKings. So, like, I think the Clippers are much better plays on FanDuel than they are on DraftKings. But I could – obviously, with Paul George out, we're going to see some owners. People are going to play Kawhi at 10K. But the problem is, is that how do you play Kawhi and Harden? 
Like, I think a lot of people are going to try to play two studs this slate, and I just don't see at this moment, it is a first-look podcast, that we have, like, 3K, 4K value that that build, like, wins a GPP or anything. So, to me, if anyone's over 10K, you're only playing one of them, and uh, when in doubt, you're going to be playing Harden. Yeah, and, like, it could easily – this could easily change. Just so you guys know, like, this could easily change. The re- injury report comes out at 115 or 130, whatever time it comes out. Rubio is out. And, you know, like the Memphis guys, Anderson, Clark, and Crowder, the guys that are all questionable, all three of those guys, like this. Trey Young obviously- is out again, right? right? And yeah. Goodwin opens up. And, yeah, right. and you could do the, it. Right. Obviously, a lot can change. But, like, as we're looking at it right now, I'm with you, Jordan. I'm with you. Like, um, like Harden. I'm starting with Harden. I'm not playing Harden and Kawhi. Like, you know, I just don't see a build that, like, I, I've been – I always kind of plug in a team as we're going, and, like, I just don't see it kind of working that way. Even with, like, a Damian Jones. Um, on the Clippers' side, like, the, the, just, I, I just can't – I just don't – I just don't see, like – I see maybe Harrell. Like, uh, maybe Harrell. But – and that's just because I think center's really weak. And, like, if we get news that Love sits, like, is this game going to stay close enough that these guys play at all? So, no, like, no, if Love sits, I like it in GBP because people are going to fade it, and then I could stack it because once Love's production is gone, I feel like I could play uh, – like, now I could play Cavs. And once I could play Cavs, now I can play Clippers. So, like, it's a domino effect that if Love's in, actually I like the game less even though the Cavs are more competitive because Love's production is still there and I can't roster any Cavaliers anymore. So, like, it really comes down to if Love is out, people assume it's a blowout so no one plays them. I'll play them and I'll try to win $100,000. But, like, if everything stays the same, I almost don't like the game. On DraftKings, FanDuel, on the other hand, like FanDuel, the Clippers, you you could probably play at least one of them. All right, last game on the slate. We got Dallas at Golden State. Porzingis is questionable. Uh, Bowman and Lee are with the G League team. Again, I've said this multiple times. This is a night before recording. This is a first-look podcast. These guys can get moved up from the G League to the team during the day and play. It's it's one of the most frustrating things. Um, Looney's out and Pool is questionable. Let's start with Dallas. Um, Lucas 12-6. But Luca is like when we're looking at this slate, Luca's the one guy that I feel like could outscore James Harden on this slate, raw points wise. I guess against Golden State, I think the problem is that it you know, it's Golden State is, is the Warriors going to keep up? Like, it, well, the Warriors are a team where like I feel like I'm I'm, I'm rostering them all the time, and then like they put up like seventy two points in the game, and you go like, why did I do Ugh. that to myself? Luca's right. averaging 27 minutes against Golden State this year. He put up 77 and 78 fantasy points. Okay, so that means it has to happen again, right? Is that the way? Or yeah, it, exactly. it can happen again. Is it, is it due or is it not? Is it, 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 it's one of those gambler's fallacies. I, I, no, the, the thing is, is that, like, yes, I, I get it. It's just that, like, I don't want to have to rely on all that production in 27 minutes. Like, this game has to be competitive. And he's 12-6, and Harden, without Westbrook, against the, against the Grizzlies, is 400 more. If you, if you were to, to, to say 50-50, who scores more points, Harden or Luka? I'll just pick Harden. I mean, like – I would take Harden 80 out of 100 times. Right. Well, that's the point. But in GPP, if the ownership is skewed, 
so that like it's 81 19 then go hey take a shot on luca but if i'm playing luca i'm playing warriors like that yep. like yep. that though that's the it's a very similar to the grizzlies like if i'm playing harden gpp i'm playing someone on the grizzlies and if i'm playing luca I'm playing Warriors. Or if I'm playing Warriors, I'm playing one of the two. Like, if I'm playing two – if I'm playing uh, D'Lo or something like that or Draymond, like the more expensive guys that need 30-plus minutes to kind of hit their ceiling, like, what other way than Luke? I mean, who who else is uh, – you're going to take Tim Hardaway? You're going to take Dorian Finley-Smith? I mean, I guess <laughs> – I can you take any of these guys? I mean, who else can you really take uh, on the Mavericks other than Luka? Well, Finney Smith, I don't know if he finally increased his price. He's been minimum salary on Yahoo forever. And, like, <laughs> I feel like every time I do salary tags for Yahoo, like, he's he's in my salary tag. You're not tags. paying 4700 on DraftKings for him. No. I'm saying, like, if again, like, Yahoo specific. Like, he's $12 on Yahoo. I could play him over there. He, he could put up 20 points. And 2X on Yahoo for a value, guys, perfectly fine. So, um, so – I know you've already mentioned it a couple times, but the pricing on Fandle, you could play Luca and Harden together on Fandle. <laughs> like, <laughs> you could play you could play Harden and Giannis together. You could I mean, you could easily play two studs. Even it's, if Trey's in. The pricing Fandle. difference is just so crazy. It's so crazy sometimes, but Well, that's what like, happens. I, I, when people complain that, oh, yeah, you gotta score four hundred now on FanDuel, like not like it's because they, they they've softened the pricing on purpose. So you could play more of your favorite players but just understand every all scoring is relative so like it's not that the game has gotten harder they've just priced the people like 15 percent lower so people could just get a lot more points so it, it, it's not like oh last year i won with the 340 and now i can't catch with a 430 like it, nothing's changed it's just that the pricing is different um golden state side you know, if Bowman and Lee are both still with the G League team, um, and you're playing Luca like, again, I'm with you on Luca. I, I I like Harden. I like Harden more. But if I open up projected ownership and Luca's 15% and Harden 60%, you bet your ass I'm gonna have some Luca teams. Like, cause it's gonna be even lower. I've been playing a lot more three entry max and single entry. It's gonna be a lot lower than that in a three entry tournament than in you know the seven or eight. $15, whatever the big one is nowadays, um, where people are running 150 teams. And so for me, like if Luca's going to be that much lower, I'll, I'll roll the dice. I'm a tournament guy. Like that's what I do. I roll the dice. It, it works. It works four or five times a year and I'm perfectly okay with that. So. Right. And four or five times a year, you get $50,000. That's the whole point. Right. So you just keep on so. running it like that. I'm, I'm totally with you, but are you going to pay? Are you, are, 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 have we gotten to the point? Is 50 too cheap? What? Who? D'Angelo Russell's too cheap for this game. Seventy nine hundred. You really think that's too cheap? I don't. I think that's yep. efficient. Uh, he's too. He's too cheap. Really? How about Spellman? Is he is he too expensive now at fifty five hundred? I don't think I will play Spellman, but I do respect the fact that like he's his minutes are okay. But there's too many guys below him on this slate that I would play before him. Okay, how about Alec Burks then? Like, I think you play – Listen, Warner. I love Alec Burks, Jordan. You know this. Like, Yeah, but you can't play him with Russell. That seems, like, counterproductive. Well, it depends if Burks starts or not. Oh, well, if we assume that the G League guys are still in the G League, why wouldn't they run out the same lineup that they did the last game with Russell, Burks, uh, Robinson, Green, Spellman? 
the problem with Burks and Russell is that, you know, I, I need them both to shoot. And if they're both on the court at the same time, if Russell puts up a 50-pointer, Burks is sitting there with, like, 18 points. So it's like I, I, I'm going to make a group that I'm going to play one of Burks or Russell. And then, like, Draymond, I could play with anyone because, I mean, he's not reliant on scoring, so I don't really care. So I think I, think I see if I'm building Luka teams, I'm building, like, a two plus one. Luka plus Draymond plus one of Russell or Burks or something like that. And I think that combination, especially with Harden being 13 gay and you're fading him, like, I think that's going to be low on. And then you could, what you do in that lineup is you plug in the cheap shooters for the Rockets in that lineup. And you go, Eric Gordon has a 40-point game, and it takes away from Harden's ceiling. The only, other, the only other guy that I think has some really solid upside here is Pascal. Um, I think one of Bowman or Lee gets called up today. That's why I've kind of, like, kept saying um i think one of these guys because they don't have if you look at if you look at their if you look at their roster right now um you jacob evans evans could play what's wrong with evans yeah but like you gotta think like their backup if jordan Poole doesn't play that's what i'm saying if jordan Poole does get ruled out like he's questionable right now if jordan Poole gets ruled out i think they get one of Bowman. This game's in Golden State, so I think they get one of Bowman or, or Lee back to play backup point guard minutes. Um, Jacob Evans, more of a wing guy, if I remember correctly. Um, I, I guess maybe he could play backup point guard. Um, but I, I think Pascal, that's what I was going to say. Uh, Pascal is a guy, he had 21% usage the other night against Memphis off the bench. I'm team bench to the max. He had five steals in that game. I'm realistic. I don't think he's going to go out and get five steals in this game. But if I'm looking for some value in this game, what I want to happen is I want Lee to stay down and I want Bowman to get called back up and Bowman play second unit point guard minutes here um, because he's 3,100. And if he plays 20 minutes, I'll take a shot. No, what you want, really, Stevie, you want Bowman to start. To you want Bowman to start and Burks to, to, to be on the bench. That's what you really want. Come on. Uh, now we're now we're really dreaming. Um, let's play the morning grind game now that we're uh, we're 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 on the dream boat anyway. Um, favorite play under five k to seven x. Who do you got? Under five k to seven x. God help us. Uh, who could that possibly be? Uh, <laughs> wow. Is anyone? I'm scrolling. Uh, if 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 Trey's out, uh, Brandon Goodwin. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the kind of the same thing here. I like today is really like tough because some of these guys that we've been playing value wise have gotten a price increase. I'm gonna go Okubo, um and, and if Rubio's out, like the, okay. he's just in. If Rubio plays, I would probably most likely take a shot on like Eric Gordon um, just because he's going to play 30 minutes against Memphis in a fast paced game and get a ton of shots up with Westbrook out. But I don't think he goes seven X. I think he goes more five, six X. Or he shoots um, two for 17 and he gives you six <laughs> points. <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic Eric Gordon line for sure. Um, over eight K to score um, under five X. Who do you got? To talk, talk okay. To? I, I, I always game the game for these. It's like it gives me extra equity. I'm going to say Trey Young because if he gets rolled out, I win automatically. It, I know it's not helpful for listeners, but it, you're it, supposed it to tweet points. out a new player 
Like that's the old morning grind. Oh, rule. oh, there's there's disclaimers. I didn't see the fine print. <laughs> Listen, we're getting we're getting old here. I, I think like the podcast is like three or four years old now. Like I, I've loosened up the the rules and I'm taking um, advantage of the loopholes. <laughs> that's right. I think a lot of these guys, but I'm gonna go Kyrie. Um, I, I just don't think he plays enough minutes to get there. I feel like if he has any kind of discomfort whatsoever, he he sits like. 8,600, I, I think he's probably the most likely not to get 5X up towards the top here. Um, who's your favorite 6X play today? 6X? Uh, I don't – it could be – hell, it could be Harden, right? <laughs> 778 point, right? I mean, that, it really – I mean, truthfully, it could be. It. Re, I mean, seriously, it could – screw it. I'll take the most expensive player in the slate for 6X. Yeah, I was really thinking about taking Luca, um, but I'm gonna go D'Angelo Russell. I just got done going on a rant about how I feel like he's too cheap. Um, so I think D'Angelo Russell gets six X today. I really do like the spot for him. Uh, give me your let's get weird GPP play of the day. Well, I said before, Damian Jones. Assuming that he, even if he doesn't start, if they start Collins at the five, I almost prefer him better because, like, if Damian Jones starts and he's in one of the earlier games. You know, you're going to see people are like, oh, let's take a look at projections. He's like 5.9x, and then he ends up being like 18% owned for whatever reason. Oh, I want him at like 3%. So Damian Jones off the bench. Um, I'm going to go with Brooke Lopez. I just have a weird hunch on him. Like, I'm not going to play a lot. Like, one do, out of do, three. One out of three. Like, do you think that when Robin Lopez sits, like he gives his spirit to his brother and he gets like double power or something? Do you know what do you know what's funny? You know, we were talking about him having seven blocks against them in the first game. Like Robin Lopez didn't play in that game either. <laughs> oh, correlation. There we go. That has to happen again, right? Oh man. Um give me your game game selection question. I know you like to go on a tangent with this one, but give me well, something. Well, not to stand much up of a tangent. I I've been okay. I've said this before. I say in the Discord. Maybe I've given this tip before. Uh, I'm someone that is over one million in lifetime entries on DraftKings, which means I can't play one to three dollar contests that don't have a prize pool of twenty five thousand or more. So, like, if you play, and you could play in that level, like up to like three or four hundred dollars. If you're playing cash games or something like that, don't even think about playing a five dollar game whatsoever the same kind of rule applies on FanDuel I don't know exactly what their rule is but it doesn't apply to me because I barely play on FanDuel so you know what I've been doing I've been playing all the one and two dollar games over at FanDuel because to them I'm just some new person or something you know someone that doesn't play any so take advantage of those things I know it sounds like oh why does Jordan have to go and play one dollar games on FanDuel? well I'm playing in all of them so like why wouldn't you like you play against the weakest opposition that you could find and the $5 plus games on FanDuel have all the people that I, you know, Travis and Mangone's there and Squirrel Patrol. And, you know, it's, I, I see, I see uh, Meansy. I see, I see all the, I, no, I want to play against the guys that don't even have a little star on their profile, which I don't even know what it means on FanDuel because I barely play there. But uh, so I'm, I'm going for those people. So just if you're on a limited bankroll, and I know this question deals with contest selection to build your bankroll. Just don't even think about playing a $5 contest or above until there are just no more $1 or $2 contests literally left in the lot. Yeah, and, like, even on DraftKings, you know, there's a lot of $1 and $2 um, single-entry double-ups in that, in that price range that you can play. So take advantage of it. Like Jordan said, take advantage of it. We, uh, this question 
is not for the guys that are playing millions of dollars a year or hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. This question was designed to help smaller bankroll players. With that being said, I'm kind of throwing a curveball to my own thing here. I, I don't like this payout structure. I don't love it. But this tournament is so unique and interesting that I had to mention it. Um, I've been talking about the NBA tiers over there on DraftKings and how absolutely soft these tournaments are. They have a big one today. Um, I was scrolling through before we got started, looking at you know which one I wanted to pick. And like they have a $10 35K Tuesday tier special with 10K to first today. And if you open up that tournament, you start scrolling and you will see that a lot of people don't have little things next to their name because these tournaments are soft. I'm probably going to throw like five to 10 teams into this. Um, it's terrible. The first place is getting 28 and a half percent. Top 10 is getting 44%, but min cash is 23 and a half percent. I'm fine with that. Um, it's just, if you want to take some shots on it, um, I definitely don't hate this. I love the tiers contests. The single entry ones have been very, very soft. So you can you can parlay that over to, you know, the fifty dollar single entry, you know, ankle breaker and you know stuff like that. It pays out really good. It's like twenty six or twenty seven percent. So tiers contest on DraftKings is where I'm going today, Jordan. I think that again, these are just really really soft. And check them out. Um, we don't have a lot of over unders, so I'm sure you have something prepped, right? Like, do you have a over under on somebody today? Okay, over under, uh, how many? Okay, just a straight, a straight one. Over under on how many fantasy points James Harden has after the first quarter, combined with the likelihood of people tilting, regardless of what that number is. Harden has forty-six points at the half. Oh no, I was talking about the first quarter. Um, forty-six is a lot for one quarter, though. It's twenty-eight not like for one quarter. 28 for one quarter. Okay, and do you think – what's the likelihood – people, people will be tilting. 28 points in a quarter? They'll be going all bust at that I'm, point? I'm parlaying. Do you see what I'm doing, right? I'm taking oh, the high end. I'm the, I, I don't think yeah. – I, I think I need to limit my, your bets if you're going to try to do that stuff. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, I think people are going to tilt either way. Um, and I just pulled up this tier contest just to kind of see. The the first tier is Harden, Giannis, Luka, Kawhi. <laughs> But this is the perfect opportunity to take Luca over Harden. Um, I, and because and, man, the ownership for Harden in that tier is going to be crazy. But anyway, I'm going to say over 28 points and under 50 people tilting. Oh, oh, actual raw people! Wow. Okay. I'm going. I don't know. Going. I don't know if I count the. I, I, do I have to count the names in Discord? I, I guarantee gonna... you, it's at least one person. There, there are people. That like someone could have like seven hundred points at the half, and it'll be like, uh, but I have this guy snowflake in my lineup, so I need, and they start rooting for the guy that's already like hit like. <laughs> se- there are people at the end of the game pissed off in overtime that Jaleel Okafor came out of the game for Jackson Hayes. Okafor had fifty-seven points for three thousand, and they're like, I still need more from him, and it's like, really, you have unrealistic expectations. <laughs> On that note, we're going to get out of here. Uh, Make sure you're checking out the DFS pregame show, 11 a.m. Eastern here on Roto-Grinders and on YouTube. You can check this podcast out on YouTube as well. 
if you want to watch us talk about the slate um, with microphones in our faces and Jordan making funny faces at me, um, you can do that on YouTube as well. As always, make sure you like and subscribe over there to our YouTube page. We're going to do a fun giveaway um, tomorrow, so make sure you're tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube page. We're going to do a fun giveaway tomorrow um, for YouTube. So it's going to wrap it up. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more NBA. Good luck in your contest. We'll see you then.